Welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast. We bring you the key success principles for business, personal finance, and leadership to empower you with the tools and strategies to help you live your best life. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. Now, today we're excited to bring to you an installment from our signature Voyager interview series as we probe the mind of minds of experts from all walks of life to bring you 10 questions and the expert answers that can change your life. Now, as you know, Pink Passport Society encourages women to diversify their income through entrepreneurship and collaborations because together we can do more. And I also believe that without the list, you don't exist. So I'm excited to be able to talk to our guest expert today, who is going to share some key insights on getting found and growing engagement. I'm pleased to introduce Diana Konkoff Morgan, marketing strategist, published author, national speaker, and a successful serial entrepreneur with over 30 years of expertise, including building two successful businesses using the strategies that we're going to discuss today. And this is how she teaches her clients. Diana helps coaches, change makers, and thought leaders, and other entrepreneurs who rely largely on relationships and referrals to gain new clients. The whole heart marketing strategy is designed to increase connections and convert them into referrals and clients with tried and tested strategies. Diana has passionately helped hundreds of entrepreneurs grow their businesses, specializing in training on how to master the art of online communication, networking, and client attraction. All righty. Yes. So, Diana, um, happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So before we get started, perhaps you can share with us what attracted you to creating a heartfelt business around social media marketing. Okay. Yes, that's one of my favorite questions. You know, um, so I'm, I'm a recovering corporate misfit. And when I was in my last life, um, I had, you know, two things caused me to leave my corporate job. One was that I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't fit in and the other one, right <laughs> and one day uh my son came home from school and said he hated school hmm. and that was sort of like for me the turning point where I knew I had to be a kind of stay at home and a working mom so my hobby at the time was in the wedding industry and as a non-denominational minister and I was doing that was like my avocation my calling and um I took one of those you know that cosmic kick in the butt seminar where you go I'm quitting my job in six months and then I got a, a 30 day voluntary layoff option so oh. I quit my job and jumped into turning my hobby into a business super long story short I built I was a wedding ministry and I built my wedding ministry into uh, over 100 weddings a year. I had six other ministers working for me and I did this over 20 years. Wow. And in the last 10 years, uh, it was you know beginning of the internet. So I uh, really got ahead of the curve on that and I learned how to get to the top of Google and I really cracked the code on, you know, and it was a lot easier back then, you know, because mm -hmm. it wasn't social media yet. So I was very successful with that. And then I decided, you know, um, I want a different life. <laughs> it's a very intense life doing weddings and ceremonies. And, and I also did marriage prep and relationship coaching. Oh my. 
So what I did was I took my skills of internet marketing and I sort of transitioned into starting to help the other wedding professionals with their internet marketing. And I was very successful with it. And I was like, oh, mm, this is easy. This is fun. I like this. So in 2008, I did launch um, Whole Heart Marketing. And at that time, it, it, you know, right around that time is when it started to morph into social media. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Social media was a challenge for me because I didn't get it. And, you know, I, I've talked, been talking lately about social media for introverts and um, I'm an introvert and um, social media felt too personal and overwhelming. It felt too, too much. Like I can't, you know, I can't be like what these people are doing on social media, but I kept with it and I kept pursuing it. And, you know, because I am a thought leader and a visionary, I I kind of figured it out. And that's what I love to share, you know, and and I became very passionate about social media. And that's what I want to talk about, because it's it's a powerful force for positive change in the world. You know, I mean, whatever else it is, um, annoying, and the most annoying thing that ever walked the face of the earth and overwhelming all those things. It's a powerful force for positive change in the world. And, And so that's what I've been doing for the past 15 years. That shows some, my goodness, first of all, must be loads of vitamins, but definitely lots of staying power, which kind of really, you know, as you you said that um, around 2008, which is when I dipped my toe into the water, (laughs) which is when um, uh, social media became the thing as it were, but you know, things change with time. And so I'm, I'm sure that it's fair to say probably for most of us, uh, we love it and we hate it, uh, you know, social media, but um, as things grow and change, do you still feel that it's a, a relevant marketing tool? Is this something we need to be concerned with as business owners and thought leaders? Yes, 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 yes. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, every sweet half its sour. And yes, even I love it and hate it. And, you know, I feel that um, a couple of things that, yes, it's a viable tool. And yes, do not walk away from social media. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to delete my profile and Facebook is blah, blah, and all that. You know, the thing of it is, here's, here's the thing, you know, security and privacy. Everybody's like, well, you know, Facebook and security and privacy. We never had any security or privacy on the internet. I mean, that's how Google created Google AdWords was from Mm -hmm. tracking all of our purchases. So the only difference is that it's more transparent now. So, Mm -hmm. So how do you stay on it and be okay? Number one, don't put anything anywhere on the internet that you don't want on the front page of the newspaper. Mm. So that way you don't have to worry. You're just sharing your gifts and skills and talents and pearls of wisdom and about your business. And you're not sharing things, you know, but you're sharing from an authentic place. So of course, who you are comes across, but, but, you know, four plus billion people. Okay. So I really want to encourage people not to walk away from Facebook. You know, um, one of the biggest myths that I hear is, well, you know, Facebook is social and whatever, and LinkedIn is for business. Right, right. I've heard that. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. For, I, ha- I have a particular niche that I am primarily working with. Mm-hmm. And that niche is, are people who are building relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the internet offers you the opportunity to build relationships. And, 
you can bypass the algorithms. You don't even have to worry about the algorithms if you are using social media to build relationships. And so that's my secret. That's my secret to the success of the internet. Well, I probably need to write that down because I have not heard that. I know. So here's the thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there's a term that most people don't talk about very much. So I want to remind you, I have a very geeky uh, search engine optimization, building websites. That's where I started with all of this. Okay. And, and I'm a creative. So, you know, taking the two of those things together, there's a term that most people don't know what it means and they don't think about it. And it's called user generated content. Mm-hmm. Okay. The internet, social media is dependent on user generated content. And what that means is us, we are the product of social media, okay? Without us, social media is just ads, Mm. right? So it's like, if we don't play, then there's nothing to, there's nothing there. So the social media platforms entice us to play, you know, oh, do reels, because you'll get more visibility and be on Instagram and be on TikTok and all of this. But we have to take the reins back ourselves and decide how do we want to be on social media? So for the strategy of building relationships, I do recommend Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to start. I mean, be up and running on those three to start. It, of course, if you want to add all these other you know, re, um, reels and um, TikTok and all this, it's fine. But if you're that person who's not going to do anything because you're so overwhelmed by where do I start, it's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And really... Whatever you're doing on Facebook, I mean, besides maybe, you know, posting pictures of kitties or silly things, you can pretty much post most of that on LinkedIn. So you can really cross post, you can really cross connect anyone that you're connected with on Facebook, connect with them on LinkedIn and vice versa, you know, and then on Instagram follow, you know, and it's, it's a strategy that helps people to get started, you know, like, where do I start? that's where you start is just, you know, you don't have to do them all in the beginning or ever. Well, well, I heard that word ever, (laughs) but you know, because I was actually, that was one of the questions I was going to ask because one can easily become over overwhelmed with all the options and then trying to keep up. Now you said, you know, uh, the, the top three would be, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram which is still kind of a lot. Um, so maybe we'll come back to that uh, because I, I am, I'm probably gonna rephrase that question, but anywho. So when is one, when one is, let's just say, reserved, shy, or afraid of putting themselves out there. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because this is, like I said, we've known each other for more than a minute, but we haven't had a proper right. conversation. Right. So um, when I heard you say the word introvert, because even though I'm a chatty Kathy on any given day of the week, I consider myself to be a reserved person and um, don't necessarily want to put on my all out there all the time. And I actually didn't say, but I think I'm going to call this, um, you know, social media for the socially awkward. Not sure if that's a, oh, I like that. <laughs> a relevant statement, but really, so when we're, you know, don't want to feel so exposed, how do we overcome that fear and just, I guess, really get going with it? Okay. That's, that's a good question. So Yes. And I also, I'm an introvert, as I said, and, you know, for me, okay. So I want to talk about like, where do you start? The very first thing you want to do is you want to think about who is my ideal client? 
who am I talking to? Because we don't have to reach all four plus billion people. You Wait, know, what? I know that's our perfect customer. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, um, we are all six degrees away from every person in the world. And in our own sphere of influence, we are at least 50,000 people. Okay. Six degrees. So it's like, how many people do you really need to have a successful business? I get that some people, big visionary, you want to reach millions of people. But truthfully, how many people do you really need to have a thriving business where you have referrals and you have ongoing clients and you have what you need? So that's the first thing to think about. And then who is your ideal client? Who is that one person that you can think about and go like, yeah, that is who I am going to be talking to. So who's my main number one client? What is their struggle? Okay. What is the struggle that is going to cause them to lean in and say, oh, she gets me. I feel seen. And what is the transformation? So when you have that and you're clear about that, then I, I like to say that like it's you want to think about social media, your presence on social media as you're branding yourself. Mm -hmm. The majority of the time, 50% of the time, you are branding yourself on social media. Okay. So you're being you, but you're being you through your brand. Okay. So you can share authentically. You can share real things. You can share what's important to you, who you are without, without being too vulnerable, too overexposed, too much. And, and it is, you said it in the very beginning, it's about dipping your toe in and testing the waters. You put something out there, you see where it lands. You know, I have put things out on social media, posted something and then gotten like, whoa, I did not expect that response. Mm -hmm. And I delete it, you know? So sometimes I'll delete it. Sometimes I'll unfriend that person, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, depending on how extreme. But, you know, it's like, it's a matter of testing the waters. Mm -hmm. I do find that the more real and the more personal I am, the more lean in I get from people the more um, connection I get, but it has to be authentic. So um, like I, one of the things I say is just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. And Facebook especially does not appreciate what I call, or what they call engagement bait, which is, so, you know, the, the post, you've probably seen it. And, you know, um, only 25 people are seeing my post. So click like, uh, you know, oh, or yeah. post a comment in my thing. That is a scam. It's yeah. a hoax. And when you do that, Facebook decreases your reach. Oh. So how do you get people to lean in, to engage with you? What you want to do is you want to figure out who you want to play with. And I say play because, you know, I like to see it all as a game because it makes it more fun. So I'm like, who do I want to play with on social media? Who are my ideal clients? Who are my potential great referral partners? And that's who I'm going to play with. So what I'm, what I'm helping you to do is to narrow down. Like I have this image, like we have this huge megaphone that we can speak through. That megaphone is our brand. It's our lane. So it narrows down what you're going to share who you're going to play with, what you're going to like, comment on. Every single thing you do leaves a digital footprint. Mm -hmm. So you want to think about that because everybody sees that who's following you. So if you, if you 
focus and narrow down, it helps you to get out of the overwhelm and to really reach and attract the people that you want to attract through your words, through your energy, through your vis your uh, visuals, through everything you're doing. So, you know, there's so many tools, choices and options. I mean, you know, I'm sure we should probably get 10 emails a day at least saying, hey, here's the latest and greatest. And you just absolutely cannot be successful without it. So what are your thoughts, for example, on video? So how does video come into play? And, you know, really, should it be a part of our uh, social media strategy? And maybe if so, to what extent? What are your thoughts on video? Okay, absolutely. Video gets the highest reach of anything out there. But I'm going to say intentional video. Okay, so I'm all about intentional social media. There is nothing I do on social media that does not come through my intention, which is to reach more people with my message. Okay, mm -hmm. even if it's not promotion, even if it's just education, information, inspiration, it's all going to come through my link. So Facebook lives or lives on LinkedIn, wherever, that's the highest. You're going to get the highest reach. But I encourage you to be intentional about it. Okay. Don't be like, okay, hi everybody. I'm just practicing doing Facebook lives <laughs> or, you know, you get on Facebook live and you're like, okay, I'm going to like wait five minutes till more people get on. That does not help you, you know, be intentional. I'm going to give three tips about this, or I'm going to give, you know, the three biggest mistakes. And then you can download your Facebook lives and repurpose them, upload them later on to other platforms through MP4. I wouldn't like use mp4 facebook doesn't like youtube etc so you know i would upload them as mp4s but so lives get the highest reach and videos are right next to that so i do encourage people to do video and do lives and you know if you're somebody like so i'm a strong advocate of blogging okay blogging is a powerful tool oh. But some people are like, I don't want to write. I don't like to write. You could do video blogs mm -hmm. and you can repurpose those. You can post them on social media. You can send them out through email, you know, um, interviews like this as well. You know, putting these kinds of interviews on, um, on your social media is also really powerful. Yes, on video. Now, I want to say reels, you know, I'm not going to say you have to do reels just because I'm saying videos are hot. Because it, it can be overwhelming to people. And I really just want to give you the permission to not do it if it's not for you, because I don't want you to get tripped up and just not do anything because you feel like if I'm not doing that, I might as well not bother. Yeah, it, it took me a minute to get comfortable with video. And even in my head, it's, it's a, there's a little voice. But, you know, I can push through that because it's, it's just... As you say, play with it. It's, I won't say it's a joke, but I have to take it in a lighthearted fashion so that I don't get to, you know, start to pick and then you know, this right. isn't right and this, that, and because I'd never leave, you know, <laughs> I'd never right. click. I hear you. I'm a recovering video phobic, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, where are we? 2022 20, now. So I guess fresh out of excuses. There you go. Now, also, I don't think we've said, what do you recommend in terms of frequency and consistency? Because I think, you know, we get motivated. We're just going to go out there and we're just going to do it. 
you know, okay. three days later, crickets. <laughs> so, right, right. Okay, so um, I have, I always like to talk about my whole heart social media success formula. And so, you know, one of the things that people don't realize, everything is energy, okay? So energetically, people feel you when you are on social media, they feel your presence. And like I said, they feel through your videos, through your images, through your words, and through your presence. So um, so what I recommend is like people say, well, how much should I post? I'm, so, I'm saying, how much should you be present? And I say, be present twice a day, okay? okay. You can post like, so 50% of your time is being present connecting with people, liking, commenting, sharing, not promoting, but connecting, building and deepening relationships. Intentionally, the people who are your strategic partners, people who are active, people who are going to play with you in the same way that you're playing. So that's 50% of your time. My, I, my, um, my, my standard thing is an hour a day on social media, five days a week. Wait, I know, before you go out of your body, because people go out of your body when I say that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. If you were getting a huge return on what you're doing on social media and you're really like doing it, it not, not an hour a day of looking at videos and like, oh, look at that kitty and clicking yeah. on YouTube, you know? <laughs> so an hour a day of intentional for business, even though maybe you're connecting with people and being social, an hour a day, be present twice a day. I do recommend posting twice a day. And you know, you can change up your posts, like you can do quotes or articles or share other people's content. You know, people underestimate the value of sharing other people's content. And you can um, you know, repurpose things. That's what's great about a blog. And you can rotate like something on Instagram, something on LinkedIn, something on Facebook. And I want to come back to the Instagram as like, so you, you mentioned like, you know, maybe not even Instagram at the beginning. And, um, you know, Instagram is a great tool for just branding yourself. And you can schedule posts onto Instagram. You can share and like people's things. It does, I don't really think it has to be a huge part of your, the overall marketing plan. I think, I think it's good to be present there, but it's not, I don't, I think people do so much on there and it's not really beneficial. There's a certain point where it's just not that beneficial for our, for the market that I'm talking about of building relationships. Mm. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to confess right now because, you know, <laughs> when I wrote these questions, I was thinking probably the quote unquote mainstream social media, but one thing I did not include and, and maybe I'll ask about it time for me, I should make a note. Um, is some of the other outliers that you know people have claimed success and again it depends obviously what your target market is and really the results that you're getting but to the point of frequency and consistency i guess i should come back to the conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> um what are your thoughts about um using aggregators or schedulers like hootsuite buffer meet edgar just to name some of the yeah. few because i mean i've seen i have probably used all three of these at one point or the other but then i also seen to me, it's a little off-putting when I see that little, you know, posted by Edgar or whatever. I mean, that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel genuine to me. But anyway, what are your thoughts? Let me not put right. it in your mouth. Okay. So I definitely do think that scheduling programs are fine. I, I, it's, it's morphed over the last year in particular. So okay. I'm going to give, a, this is a super tip. Facebook recently um, 
really upgraded their business suite. Mm -hmm. It used to just be useless. Yeah, I said it useless, <laughs> but now it's really good. And they have a planner in there and you can schedule your Facebook posts on your business page. You can't schedule anything on the personal page or personal stories mm -hmm. or anything like that, but you can schedule your business posts. You could schedule your stories on the, your business page stories. Once a week, go in there and just schedule everything. And it doesn't show like, you know, posted by or mm -hmm. you know, any of that. Um, I am late. I've late, lately, I've been using later.com, which I, and so what I do with later.com is I use it for um, LinkedIn, some of my Facebook page posts, and I use it for Twitter, and Pinterest. But um, I do think that, so uh, back to my social media success formula, when you are 50% of the time branding yourself by connecting with people in all the different ways that you can connect with people and sharing their content. And when you are um, scheduling for your other 40% of your time, super quality content, like education, information, inspiration, and your passion for your business. And then you doing just like 10% promoting, it's actually okay to use schedulers. You know, it's, it's, it really is. If that's all you're doing, then it, it really kind of just shows a lot. But when you're doing an overall social media marketing strategy, it's actually okay to use scheduling programs. I may have let my bias slip in there a little bit. Is that what you're saying? But, uh, <laughs> but I do um, not, like, I do not, yeah, Hootsuite is not my favorite anymore. Okay. Neither is Meet Edgar because neither of those works well with Instagram. Later even doesn't work with Instagram that well. And that's why now the um, Facebook business suite is working well for Instagram and stories. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> like I get in front of the camera I feel like I need to confess all my sins so let me just give you <laughs> tell us okay so what percentage of one's marketing budget actually would you say should be allocated to social media is that something that comes into the equation or how do you look at that that's a great question um you know I I don't have an actual number for that but here's what I say I'm going to go back to what I said earlier which is what is the what is the dollar value for you or whoever's listening of one, two, three, five or six clients over the course of six months. And through that, you can, it can help you to determine your marketing budget. Um, because, you know, most people have the exact same reaction that you had when I said an hour a day, Diana, are you kidding? Because it's, it, it's like, it has to be about business hour a day sure. and the budget like if if you are doing intentional social media and you're doing it where you're getting the return on your investment then what what percentage of your budget is that worth it to you now the thing is um i do not want to discount the value of email marketing mm -hmm. okay so i kind of have a whole like i call it the money marketing machine so here's the money marketing machine. It's having a clear message. It's having a plan or a funnel where you have your free thing that you offer people so that they can get a, an idea and get to know you. And even if it's a live virtual training or download, whatever it is, your email marketing campaigns and your social media. So it's a whole thing. So just doing social media, you can't really um, 
you know, you have to have all the pieces. Right. You have to have a website. A website is crucial because like if you don't have a website and email marketing, it's like chasing a flash mob. You know, you just, oh, they're on Facebook. Now they're on Twitter. Now they're Clubhouse or, you know, wherever you find people, you want to get them onto your own online presence, which is your email and your website. So, I mean, it's hard to, I, I don't know. I haven't even really thought about that. It's, I would say it's the majority of my budget is marketing. So, I mean, besides whatever else I'm doing, like speaking is part of a budget, you know, um, doing speaking workshops, talks, et cetera. But, um, you know, <laughs> in the words of the Mandalorian, it is the way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, you know, you, you mentioned some other things, like I said, I, you know, you just think when you think social media, you think the quote unquote big three, but, you know, we haven't touched on some of the outliers. So if someone had to choose though, what, what really, do you have a recommendation for how someone will get the biggest bang for their buck? Yes. Okay. So first they have to determine, you know, what are you selling and who are you selling it to? So, um, products, I don't really work too much with people who are selling products and, um, but I do work with people who are, if you're in direct sales, because then you're selling a product and you're selling yourself because you're selling the business and you're selling, you know, I always say 10 people can stand up at the front of the room and say the same thing and everybody's going to pick the person that they resonate with. Sure. So essentially we're all selling ourselves first and then we're selling what we sell. So for, um, for if you're a service and if your business relies on relationship marketing, Facebook and LinkedIn first, add Instagram. Um, if you are somebody who really likes to sort of um, get in the conversation, I think Clubhouse is really good. You know, I, I think that... Um, you know, it's it's a great opportunity to meet people, especially if you have something free to send them to and to invite them to. You know, you're not going to get direct clients from from Clubhouse, I don't think, without having those steps of getting to know each other. Um, Pinterest is good for people who have selling something visual, selling products. Um, um, Instagram, again, for selling products, selling something visual, and also Instagram is good for branding yourself. Um, Twitter, <laughs> you know, okay, so I do Twitter. I do Twitter. I do them all because I think at a certain point, first of all, I'm a social media expert, so I should at least try them all, right? But I actually, I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> um, well, but, um, but uh, all the other ones. But I think that Twitter, you can make a decision for yourself. If you are going to do social media as a big marketing part of your business, then you, ultimately you want to have a presence on all of them because people will look for you wherever they're going to look for you. But in terms of, do I interact on Twitter like I would on Facebook or LinkedIn? No, I don't. I just show up there with some, some wisdom and promotion. Yeah, I, I don't understand the mystique of Twitter. I will say that one of my quote unquote favorite YouTubers, and that that's probably a not an accurate label, but someone that I listen to a lot, you know, he's talked about all the relationships and people he's connected with on Twitter. And I'm just like, scratch. I know. Yeah. And YouTube, of course, YouTube is another great one to add in. And that's also for building relationships, getting visibility, 
you know, I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, I'm coming from this place of social media for introverts and most, so many of my clients, they're not even doing anything. So to add a million different things, um, you know, I want to say be up and running, dialed in on Facebook and LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. and then you can start adding some other ones. Um, So one of the things that I've read, seen or heard, you know, that certainly you go to where you think your people are, um, which kind of leads me to the question of what are your thoughts about age segmentation um, as far as, you know, the different platforms for which age groups. And similarly, I suppose there would be, do you think there's a segmentation based on gender? I was going to say gender. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, yeah. then good. I don't have to explain. So you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And so here's what I say to people. So you shoot your arrow into the center of the circle and figure out where is your bullseye. And then you're going to hit some of the circles around it. But you really need to have one marketing message per campaign. So you, can, if you just keep, you know, a lot of people, okay, I'll give the classic Um, like someone who sells Mary Kay would say, well, anyone with skin, you know, or um, someone might say, you know, like anyone who has kids. And the thing about it is you also, you always have to think on social media, you have two seconds to engage somebody. If you don't engage someone in two seconds, they are gone. So that's when I was talking about what is the struggle? What is the lean in? What do I want people to see it, of my posts in their newsfeed that is going to cause them to lean in to get like, oh, Diana gets me. Like I use words that my clients use to explain their struggle. So if you are going to have a couple of different target markets that you want to reach for whatever you're doing, you know, I always say break it into like five to 10 year age range and male or female. So you'd have like, like say you were doing, you know, anti-aging stuff. There's a 30-something message, a 40-something message, a 50-something, 60-something, right? They're not all the same message. If you were selling homes, you know, there's a 30-something message, a 40-something message, 50-something, you know, every, and so if you're doing your 30-something message, like your new home for your brand new baby versus your kids just moved out and your empty nest home, right? So it's like, you have to really absolutely niche And niching is a paradox because what people have a struggle with is the more you niche, the more people you are going to reach. But most people think the more you niche, the less people you're going to reach. And, but I'll miss all those other people. You will hit some of them in those circles when you shoot your arrow into the bullseye. But, you know, I don't know, but when I just decided to really niche my business and really just focus on this particular group of people, the um, kind of 45 plus, you know, weren't born with a mouse in their hand, um, just show me what to do. It exploded my business because I stopped worrying about everyone else and I niched into services, not products, unless the product has a message, you know, so it's like you have to really, that's where that, um, so the internet, I like to use the analogy, it's like a ship. If, if a ship is taking off toward a destination and you shift the trajectory by one degree, the ship is gonna end up on a different continent. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your internet marketing. If you don't start from the right place, you're gonna end up where your clients are not. 
Mm. So the right place is the words because it's search engines. We're dealing with search engines. That's how the search engines called Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, decide what's going to show up in my newsfeed. What of my stuff is going to show up in someone else's newsfeed is by the words I use, the words they use, what I've clicked on, what I've liked. So that's how we can control what shows up in our newsfeed and what shows up in other of our stuff in their other people's newsfeeds. So niching is crucial, even more crucial on social media than just general marketing. So I get the niching, which I should have asked about. <laughs> so, you know, what, what I was asking was, you know, once upon a time you heard, or maybe I don't, again, not putting words in your mouth. It used to be said that say Facebook was for younger folks, but now of course it's saying it's for, um, and uh, I think they say boomers or I don't remember what age, what they said and then like to your point about not being on tiktok you know that's quote unquote for the younger set so that's what i was asking about do you have any thoughts like uh, you know only this group of people are on this platform so you should try here and leave this like leave tiktok alone because if, if that's not your target market for example yeah i do i do agree with that although i mean i just have to say a lot of times people think that those youngins are not on facebook and they are oh, you sure, know sure. they're lurking they're yeah, lurking yeah. and they're you know because i just know they are and the thing is that um yeah i mean okay i'm going to kind of come back to my original which is at least facebook and then yeah add on instagram tiktok because you know I, I actually don't know that much about TikTok, so I'm not going to speak about TikTok. But Instagram, unless you pay for Instagram ads, besides your link in your profile, or if you use Linktree or something like that, you do not get live links. So mm -hmm. people can't do anything but go, oh, with your posts. They can go like, oh, Larissa's so cool, or Diana's so cool. But on Facebook or LinkedIn, you can put a live link for people to take the next step, a call to action for free. And on stories, people can't really do anything except look at it. So I'm not saying that it's it's worthless. It's It brings you to people's minds. It brings you to top of mind, but it can't be a strategy in and of itself. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel that about TikTok as well, unless you are gonna pay for, you know, advertising. And I, um, I don't really, I don't, I do, I have a really good boosted post strategy for Facebook, but other than that, I don't do Facebook ads or any of that because I don't really think that um, you have to, first of all, you have to put a lot of money into, to make it work. Mm -hmm. Then I'm still not convinced that it will really work. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a whole, that's a so whole I do category. I think be there. I think be where your customers, your potential clients might be, but Again, be where you can bring them back to your online presence and to your website and your email because not everybody's ready for you right now. And it's gonna take, what do they say? Like eight to 13 touches now to really get someone to like, you know, even respond to you. So that's a lot of work, you know, but if you have a, a call to action link on Facebook, gets them onto your email, then you can continue to, you know, connect with them on Facebook, it's much easier. Hmm. So I could say what excites you about social media or maybe any new trends on the horizon that you're following. What's, what's new and exciting? 
let's see. So, um, you know, I took a course um, in free organic reach on social media. And I feel like what's new, I'm, I'm a certified free organic reach specialist now. Well, and what's, what's exciting and new for me is that um, more than ever, I feel like social media is a powerful force for change in the world. And that besides what we're doing with our businesses, we have each of us an opportunity to raise consciousness with social media. And that is what excites me is that, you know, when I see people's eyes light up and they see it for more than just this annoying thing that they have to do, this necessary evil, and they see it as an opportunity to really impact healing the world, that, that's what excites me. You know, I know, I think Clubhouse is exciting. I think, you know, people, here's, here's what I'll say about Clubhouse. Um, check it out. If you already checked it out before, go back because it's better now. Okay. And it was annoying in the beginning. It was very glitchy and clunky. Mm -hmm. And now there's a lot more things you can do to interact with people. I felt like there wasn't enough ways to interact with people, but now there is. And, um, you know, that's a good thing to check out. And, um, you know, I want to just say, stay focused on the free reach and connecting with people. The internet is a 24 seven networking opportunity. And if you see it that way, wherever you are, you can network, you can connect with people, you know, ever since COVID it's like the, you know, you could be a kid in a candy store that you could, you have a lifetime supply of people to connect with and people are more open than ever to connecting on social media. So if you're not in it, get in it. If you're in it, get in it more. <laughs> oh, Diana, Diana, there's so much. But anywho, I think I probably hope you didn't feel like the Spanish Inquisition, but oh, no. any final thoughts, if you will, to offer our listeners? Um, let's see, final thought. My final thought would be to step back and really try to see, you know, I'm gonna go back to Ralph Waldo. Try to see the sweetness in social media. Try to see the positive. I really truly went through three rounds of really God Facebook. I'm a very spiritual person. I have a master's degree in holistic health education and counseling. Yeah, I'm a minister. Oh, and I'm like, really God, Facebook, this is my life. Mm -hmm. Three times I went through that until I got to like, oh, Facebook, a way to reach four plus billion people with positivity with raising consciousness and with healing the world. And don't get caught up in what other people are doing mm -hmm. in negativity. Be a leader on social media. Are you leading or following? Be a leader. That is awesome. That is a good out. That is a good, um, what's that called? Outro for that, for this conversation. <laughs> so um, I will just say that Diana, as expected, I've certainly enjoyed our conversation today. And as we close, um, how can people reach you or find out more about you and your services? Okay, so I have my website, which is wholeheartmarketing.com, W-H-O-L-E, heartmarketing.com. Um, all social media, Diana Konkoff Morgan. And um, I do have, I do offer a free training that I would love to invite people to. It's um, just wholeheartmarketing.com forward slash gift. 
And it's a social media success strategies. It's just really to help people understand social media. Cause I really feel that if people understand it, they'll be more willing to play. So I offer that for free every month and you can find that on my website as well. Very good, Diana. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting with you. I'm glad we had this sit down opportunity too. Yeah, thank you. All right, ladies and listeners, thank you for joining us today. And you can find Diana online. You can find Arisa online and we will see you for the next episode. Cheers. 